Did you want to ask me a question, Marty? Oh, you don't want to start with your story? I'll tell a story about um, the prophetic, because okay. that's what we're talking about yeah. today. We're talking about the prophetic. <laughs> um, so my first experience of the prophetic really was when I was a teenager. Um, we had a family friend who actually was, he was a new Christian, became a Christian, and um, discovered that God could speak kind of all quickly. I just have to explain this man, um, he was like, I don't know, six foot four, um, like he just stood out in a crowd. And when he went from not a Christian to a Christian, he went from like just an average guy to being someone who was so in love with Jesus. Every time in worship, he would stand with his hands in the air and um, shake and cry. So Aww, he was, I know, you so I know you couldn't miss him kind of thing. Bless you, I know, it's beautiful. But he, in my family, he was the first person that I knew that was really prophetic. So mm. um, mostly, I don't know if he had, he did have dreams and visions, but mostly he would have prophetic words for individuals. So as teenage kids, I remember feeling a little bit nervous when I was around him because I was like, <laughs> oh, he can see What's right through say? me. Yeah, <laughs> I was a little bit scared of him, but he was actually so lovely. And that's part of me not really understanding the prophetic back then because yeah. I was like, oh, he's going to like see the deep, dark secrets. You felt secrets. Like exposed you. Felt quite exposed, but yeah. so he was beautiful. And the other, um, my other first experience of the prophetic was in the Vineyard Church. So when we were teenagers, conferences, they used to come out from the States. And I, I think I saw prophecy, words of knowledge and prophecy kind of really um, in a way I'd never seen before. So where people get a word of knowledge in a big mm. group. And, and um, so, yeah, that was, cool. I know. That's so fun. It was so fun. It actually made me so hungry for the God that talks. Mm. Like, yeah. Yeah. So much better than the God that doesn't talk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we do have a list of questions, so we should get into them. Yeah. Um, how would you define prophecy? Yeah, so prophecy is it's hearing and seeing in God. But to me, the main thing that I want to say about prophecy is it's really communicating the heart of God. Mm. That's the main thing. I think prophecy, if we get caught up in it being um, words, like mm. um, really accurate, amazing words, then we've kind of lost it. Um, I think the thing about um, don't rush and don't gush, like with prophecies, <laughs> that I feel like, you know, you could give someone two words or even one word that just means something or it has the heart of God behind mm. it that just is incredible to that person mm. rather than a really long, um, gushy thing. Yeah. So it's really about the heart. Um, yeah. The other thing is I wrote here, like, I could say, any parent knows this, I could say the same words with a different tone of voice. Yeah. So if I said, um, Lani, why do you say that? Or I could say, Lani, why do you say that? <laughs> They're just the exact same words, but there's a different yeah. motivation behind. So I just think with the prophetic, it really has to come from that um, connection to the heart of the father. Mm. Otherwise, don't bother giving a word, mm, I would say. Good. Even if you're accurate and amazing, don't do it if you yeah. haven't, if you can't engage with um, God's heart of love for that person. Um, yeah. So like all the spiritual gifts, they, they're gifts, they're called gifts. Mm. So it should be, um, it should feel like a gift mm. when you get it. Yeah. 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 And I mean, scripture is pretty clear about like, you can have all the gifts, but if you don't have love, then 
you just a really loud noise. Yep. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is a question that I really struggled with, like when I kind of first started experiencing the prophetic. And as I've watched other friends kind of begin to um, experience it and walk in it and ask questions about it, it's one that keeps coming up and it's how do we discern between our own voice and God's voice? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this is a great question. Um, so the first thing I want to say with this is that it does take a little bit of practice. Mm but also that it's a promise. So John 10, you know, Jesus says, my sheep will hear my voice. Like you recognize his voice. So it's not for the chosen few that can mm. hear God. It's actually, so we're not even talking about prophecy right now. I'm just mm. talking about, hey, this is for everybody. Everybody mm. can hear the voice of God. Um, so number one, it's a promise. And what I love about the Lord is he's, he knows how different we all are and he will talk to you in a way that you understand mm. you know so just um i don't know if you need to like broaden your thinking about how he might speak to you maybe that's a good way to start um mm. yeah um the other thing is that god's voice will often sound like your own voice because he lives <laughs> inside of you mm. so uh yeah we can talk more about some more about how to discern his voice, but they're the, mm. the basics there. Yeah. 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 Cool. There is, I think, you know, the Bible is separated into the Old Testament and the New Testament, and there's prophecy and prophets in the Old Testament, and then mm. there's the prophetic in the New Testament. Yeah. What is the difference between what it looks like in the New Testament and for us today and what it looks like in the Old Testament? Yeah. Um, yeah, so a lot of Christians, I think a lot of us read the Bible and we've read the prophet, we've read all the Old Testament and, a, and we can, a lot of us have learnt about prophecy from the Old Testament mm. because really there's like 30 or 40 prophets in the Old Testament and there's only a few in the New Testament. So mm. it, it's harder to kind of um, learn. I just need to read a little bit of scripture here first. I just okay. want to talk about Ephesians 2. Um, it talks about the foundation of God's household being built on the apostles and the prophets. So that apostolic is the culture setting um, and the prophetic is hearing what the Lord's saying. So for us, that's what we're building on. Mm -hmm. So we really value and honour the prophetic. Um, Ephesians 4.11 talks about apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, equipping the saints for the work of service and building up the body of Christ. That's really key to understand prophecy as New Testament people. So the saints get, get equipped and built up in love. And that's really what I would say um, a healthy like prophetic culture for today would look like. Mm -hmm. Not that there's just one prophet in a church, but that the prophetic leader would equip the prophetic ministry. Yeah. And then it keeps on going and it's all about building up in love, building up in love, building up in love. So the main difference I would say from Old and New Testament. So in the Old Testament, the whole of the Old Testament is pushing you, getting you to realize I need a savior. I mm. need a savior. It's before the cross. Mm. So that's the whole thing. So prophets really did a lot of, um, hey, you've got a wicked heart. Hey, you're, <laughs> you're sinning. Yeah. Hey, repent. Mm. Hey, I'm going to stop the rain. Hey, I'm judging this king or, mm. you know, so they're really like um, pretty intense and 
really just underlining or outlining um, how you need a saviour, how mm. you need a saviour. So that's really the old, whole Old Testament, so pre the cross. So prophecy after the cross looks a lot different mm. and should look a lot different. Um, I love Chris Vallotton describes um, like the Holy Spirit, you know, the Holy Spirit, the comforter that we mm. got after the cross. Um, yeah, he's like, we needed the comfort after all the prophets before. Because <laughs> that was <laughs> so harsh. Bomb. <laughs> I know. Hey, you get the comforter now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's really the biggest difference. I think that's a big problem if we, when we encounter Christians who still are um, looking at that Old Testament wow. um, style. Yeah, yeah. Pre, before the cross. It's the wrong side of the cross. Um, so today, the gift of prophecy is, is to build up. Mm. Like I said, the, the saint, the equipped saints who keep encouraging each other and building each other up in love. That's really what it should be. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's the main difference. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like New Testament prophecy better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's more fun. It's way more fun <laughs> and affirming. Yes. Um, what would you say, I mean, I feel like you've a little bit covered this, but I guess bit more intentionally what would you say is the purpose of prophecy yeah so first corinthians 14 3 it really gives us these little tick boxes you can tick when mm. you're giving a prophetic word and it's to strengthen encourage and comfort mm-hmm. um we'll just leave it in there because i uh, there's more to say about that mm. um and there's different kinds of prophecy but we might mm. cover it in a, in a couple of we questions we need to have a mini series <laughs> yeah, we, we could uh who can prophesy Okay, 1 Corinthians 14.31 tells us that all can prophesy. Yes. Yes. So that's good news. It's not like the special one. Yeah. Um, And actually, I keep talking about health. We're going to talk a bit more about health later. But Mm. um, yeah, it's not healthy to have a special one that Mm. we all go and get our prophetic words from. That's kind of a bit dependent and needy and, and also doesn't go off the basic understanding Mm. that I talked about that we can all hear God's Mm. voice and that was like the old model and again we're living under the new truly covenant yes we are um again like I feel like the depending on the culture you've grown up in in church or whether you've grown up in church at all it feels like there's like a lot of mystery that shrouds the prophetic Mm. um and I think something that sometimes there might be a misunderstanding about like levels or maturity in the prophetic yeah so are there levels of prophecy and who or what is a prophet yeah that's a really good question i know it can be a bit mysterious i think in previous generations it's been like the gandalf person (laughs) do you know (laughs) what i mean you shall not pass yeah with the big gray beard and the whole thing so um it's yeah again i in my head actually that's like an old testament prophet so So there's three kind of levels I'm going to talk about. One is the basic level, the spiritual gift of prophecy that we can all do at any Mm. time, anywhere. It's like there is a grace for us to prophesy and give Mm. a prophetic word. In the same way, I think we could do that with any of the spiritual gifts. Mm. Um, Some people over years, you might be like, hey, every time that person prays for a deaf ear, it opens. Or, you know, Mm. so you might start to go, hey, you have a particular anointing in that gift. Yeah. Um, but I still think that anyone can do anything at any time because mm. that's just what God's like. Mm-hmm. Um, we all get to play. <laughs> um, 
The second level is, I guess, people like I just spoke about that have like a ministry in that thing. So if we're talking about prophecy, it would be a leader possibly that has um, a prophetic ministry mm. and they seem to, that's how they roll. That's kind of what you see yeah, them brain. doing. Yeah. That's right. And the third one, I guess, is someone who, what I would call a prophet. So mm. someone who's in the office of prophet. And this is probably a bit more rare. Mm. Um, and they're a person who has a proven um, ministry in the prophetic, mm. possibly quite like accurate in the prophecies that they give. Um, Sean Bowles, who, who's um, a pretty well-respected prophet, he, he would say that they've been kind of rolling that way for 15 years, mm. you know, so it's kind of like a, a long kind of track yeah. record. And the other key thing about that is they're submitted to church leadership. Yeah. Um, they're not a random person. A renegade. Yeah, <laughs> out there. So, you know, they look, that's healthy. Yeah. They look healthy. Yeah. They would be under, they would be submitting to leadership. Yeah. And so yeah. that's how I would define a prophet. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, this is a really interesting question. And I laugh because it gives a visual picture. What would you, like, what is a prophetic lens? All right. So a lens, I love talking about a lens just in life in yeah. general, because you can pick what you view life through, yeah. like little putting little glasses on. Mm -hmm. um, I would love to think that we would all view life through the goodness of God mm -hmm. lens just generally. But prophecy, it's really important to be able to view through the goodness of God lens. Mm because um, I've met people that have an accurate prophetic gift, but um, they kind of were missing some pieces in mm. how good is God. And so mm. they could give an accurate thing, but it still would feel like, <laughs> like mm. not much hope or not much joy in it. So yeah. I actually feel like, um, you know, Jesus says that he came to give life, life mm. to the full abundant life. Yeah. I feel like when you, when you get a prophetic word from someone whose lens is the goodness of God, the extravagant, mm. extravagant goodness of God, that you feel the life on the word. Yeah. And it should like build you up on the inside yeah. and you should be like, it's exciting. Ah, it's, exciting. it's, yeah. it's life giving. Yeah. So um, that lens is really important. Um, the other lens, the other thing that's important with this is identity. So, Again, I think a prophetic person can't go deep enough in God, in their own identity yeah. and hearing him say, yeah. You're, I love you, I love you. you know, if, because if you don't carry that and you don't believe that, you really can't give it to somebody yeah, else. Yeah, to impart that to someone else. Truly, you can't give away something you don't carry. Yeah. So you really, yeah. I mean, if you, it's one of the things about growing this, if you really wanna be able to grow in the prophetic, um, you're just going to have to sit there and let him love you <laughs> on your own in your bedroom mm. and let him like tell you all the little sweet nicknames and all the other lovely, mm. lovely stuff that he has. Because from that place yeah. is where you are the most healthy, knowing who you are in him and what he's like. Yeah. He really is that good. I yeah. mean, that's the God that you want to give a word to someone and, and see them come to life. Yeah. So that's really important. Good. Lovey dates with God. I know. I um. I feel like all last year when I spent time with God, I was like, God, what do you have to say to me? He's like, I love you. Yeah. At first, I was like, Yes, this is the best. Halfway through the year, I'm like, All right, I heard you say it. Can we change the subject now? Yeah. He's like, No, I'm not finished yet. I love you. Yeah. And um, 
I ended up giving up. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just add something on this? Yeah. So if anyone's watching and, and you want to go on that on these lovey dates with mm. God, which is so important, ask mm. him the question, what do you like about me? Because mm. we all know, oh yeah, God loves me. I know he loves me. Yeah, he mm. died for me. I know that because we know that back to front. But it's like, hey, if you ask him, what do you like about me? Yeah. He has a list. I think his list is um, doesn't have an end. Yeah. So if you want to work on this, work on that. That's yeah. your homework, That's everybody. Good. Homework is the best. I love homework. <laughs> um, what is, this is a funny question. What is the best prophecy you've seen? Like what has been something that's really stuck with you? All right. I have got one. I don't know if this is the best prophecy. It's a, it's a, tricky one it's a tricky one it's um this is prophecy i've seen done in an excellent way if that makes sense yeah Yeah. so um this prophet is a man called yarn mel he's south african um and he was in australia a bunch of years ago and he i went with dave and a friend of mine and um so we went there and and this guy yarn he prophesied over our friend um, about who he was, about his job, like really um, properly kind of reading his mm-hmm. mail in the best way. Sort of, <laughs> this is who you are, this is what you're about, um, or your name, or your whatever, all those things. And uh, my friend just cried because it's um, kind of amazing just to have that, oh, wow, God, God knows sees me. me. God sees me. Mm. Um, so we had that, it was a great night, and then we were going home. And I happened to walk just through the doorway as the prophet guy was walking through. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. That was so great. And thank you for praying for my friend. That was really, really good. Mm. And the, this guy leant forward and he said, um, oh, has his wife just left him? Now, his wife had just left him. Mm. Right? So this guy, so what I learned in that moment was this, was that prophets actually get a ton of information, a full download about the person. And maturity and excellence Mm. looks like knowing what to say and knowing what to hold. And um, I think in that moment, it was just about the dignity of the person Mm. and um, in a public setting too. Mm. Like, so he wasn't gonna shame him or embarrass him. But it, it was such a learning thing for me. I was like, oh wow, prophets don't just get stuff and then vomit it out on people. Yeah. Uh, walking with the Lord, you have the maturity over years to go, hey, do I say that or do I hold that? Mm. Or do I sit on that for five years? Like, yeah. So it's that kind of thing that I just, I felt like I learned so much in that second mm. of like, oh gosh. Yeah. Cause I think for me, I'm so excited when I hear God, I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it's about growing in, in yeah. that's maturing and, and excellence in the gift. Yeah. 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 That's so cool. Mm. Um, how do we steward prophetic words well? Because yeah. historically there have been times where I've treated prophetic words like junk food. Yeah, right. Like you consume it. And then it's mm-hmm. like it's it just it comes and it goes, and you might have it sitting in a drawer, or you might forget about it, and you know, and then you can be like, oh God, I need a prophetic word. And he's like, you have prophetic words sitting there, mm. and you haven't been cultivating or fostering them. Yeah, right. And that's really like, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> I better go back and get those. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. I think, to be honest, in our culture, mm-hmm. we consume just 
anyway in mm. through our whole life we're just taught how to consume and unfortunately we bring that into church culture and we bring mm. it into our faith unfortunately mm. so it's just a good heads up to go oh <laughs> let's not do that um yeah. i think we've all done that mm. but yeah so um in first corinthians 14:1, when we're told to eagerly desire the gifts um and especially prophecy so i think we are told to value prophecy mm. um and then the bible also tells us to not treat it with contempt mm. which is a little bit not that putting it in a drawer is treating it with contempt, but it's just like, just, just value that. That's mm. really important. Yeah. Um, so just like anything we get in life from God, we, the question is, how do I steward what mm. you've put in my hands? Like, how do I steward anything that I yeah. have in my life? Um, so I would ask this question is, God, how do I partner with you in this? So sometimes prophecies need like an active response from mm. us. Um, I've been so guilty of this, like what you were saying, like you get a prophetic word and you're like, yay, that's awesome. Mm. And you just keep it somewhere in a journal yeah. and just wait for it to happen. Yeah. <laughs> like it'll just like fall out of the sky onto your life one yeah. day. And, um, and sometimes that it does happen. It does happen. Yeah. Sometimes it does. It's just the Lord goes, yeah, I'm just going to do this thing. And other times it's like, hey, I want you to, he's saying, I want you to partner with me. Mm. And um, so something I was thinking about, for writing, Lani, I just thought of this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you have had a prophetic word about writing, for example. I wonder who would have one of those? I don't know. <laughs> um, you could partner with it in a number of ways. So, and um, things that I know that you're already doing. But like, I'm ready to learn and receive. <laughs> <laughs> you could set yourself little goals for writing. You could mm. do a course in writing. You could look for a mentor. Um, mm. You could ask someone to critique your work. And, mm. and so with that, it's sort of like you're saying to the Lord, I heard what you said. Um, I want to agree with heaven and I'm diligent in yeah. the thing that you've given me. Um, yeah. it's, it is, that word cultivates great. Yeah. It's like a little you know, tree or a plant. I love cultivate, it's a good word. It's such a good word. Yeah. So it's just like, how can I grow this thing yeah. with you, Lord? And yeah. you know, and it's up to him if he just wants to do like the super grow on it and go yeah. in a day. <laughs> we all love that. <laughs> <laughs> we all love that. And other times he's like, hey, I would like to do this with you yeah. because everything this whole Christianity deal is relationship yeah. with him. So there's so many things where he's like, I just want to do this with you because it's yeah. time spent together. He loves doing stuff with He's us. quality time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He really is. Yep. He's everything, but you know. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. good. I had something that I wanted to say into that and now I don't know what it was. Yeah, I think that's really good. Oh, that's what it was. I think sometimes like for me, I didn't, for a really long time in my faith, I didn't realise that God was more interested in relationship than in me doing things right. Yeah. That's still something that sometimes I struggle with. Yeah. And you kind of forget, if it's not a relationship, you kind of forget that you can just ask him those questions. Like, yes. what do you want me to do with this? Yeah. It's like a conversation. Yeah. Like if you gave me something and I didn't know how to use it, I would say to you, oh, how, hey, Lise, how do you want me to use this? Or mm. what do you want me to do with mm. this? And sometimes I feel like we forget we can do that with God. Totally. To just ask, if you don't know, clarify yeah. with him. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So that's really good. That's very yes. practical. Um, how do you think we grow in the prophetic, the gift of it? Uh, hmm. I did write this down. Oh, yeah. I was about to talk about this, actually. So I just grew up in a culture which is really great, actually, learning that faith 
was spelt R-I-S-K. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, I think growing in this, I think the culture, when we talk about culture and how we're going to do this, and you just mentioned, um, what did you mention? Something about that made me think of perfection or performance. Uh, for a long time, I thought it was about doing it right. Right, doing it right. Okay, yeah. so a lot of that exists in our Christian cultural church, mm. and unfortunately. So I think um, giving it a go and risk taking. So really what we want to celebrate is taking a risk mm. rather than success. Mm. So for me, I know this sounds scary in prophecy, but we practice it in safe spaces with each other. Yeah. Um, when it's an epic fail and we're totally wrong, then we just go, woohoo, epic fail. But yeah. love never fails, actually. So mm. this is what I wanted to talk about. The tone of voice thing when you're um, communicating the heart of the Father, I'm not actually talking about my voice. I'm talking mm. about tone, meaning the motivation or mm. how it feels. Love will never fail. Mm. So even if you give a word that's a bit more specific and it's not right, mm. if the person feels loved at the end, in my view, it's a win. You've communicated God's heart. It's the heart of God. Yeah. And as we grow in the gift, we should get better, but also mm. we should also be able to go, oh, I'm so sorry I got that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Whoopsie doopsie. It doesn't define my identity. Totally, yeah. but we should have the humility also to, yeah. to go, hey, I'm growing in the prophetic, I got yeah. that wrong. You know, there's yeah. nothing wrong with saying I got that wrong. And mm. look, healthy leaders and healthy people and healthy mm. communities should be able to get things wrong like that. And I think when we own it and, and say sorry, it gives permission for other people to try to really totally. Risk. totally. Yeah. yeah. I feel like as a parent we do that. Like when we apologize to our kids, it gives them permission to know that they're in a safe place for them to try things. Totally. Yeah. We know with kids like they learn from making mistakes. Yeah. So. so do adults. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. So I think we just have to um to me, that's actually what um, maturity looks like. I feel mm. like we'd be more mature if we're able to behave in that way rather mm. than be polished and keeping it all together and mm. I can't get anything wrong because mm. that's just weird in, yep. in my book. So yep. um, that's how too. I would grow. Yeah. Good. Uh, how do we, I, we've talked a little bit about this, but how do we identify a healthy prophetic culture? Mm. Um, we have talked a bit about this. So healthy prophetic culture is that there's a bunch of people that are giving mm. it a red hot go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's not just one pr prophet in yeah. the house. There's like, there's a culture and, mm. and the saints are equipped and they keep building each mm. other up in love. And it's just like normal. Yeah. So like you could be chatting to someone and, and before mm. church starts and you could be just in your conversation, be giving them a prophetic okay. word. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So that would look healthy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and, and constantly growing would be good too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you think that we as a church family and as individuals can help cultivate a healthy prophetic culture? Yeah, um, so things that you can do, I've done this before, is actually be in a little accountability group mm -hmm. of girls that wanted we all wanted to grow in the prophetic and um and we gave it a red hot go we would do things like we would just meet together once a month and and then we would um interpret each other's dreams that was oh, a, that's so fun that's yeah. a good thing to I do like and then we'd have homework as well and our <laughs> homework was um before next time we would meet that we would either um interpret a dream for someone who's not a christian or doesn't mm -hmm. know the lord um 
or give a prophetic word to some, just like a random stranger. Wow, that's I fun. Know. Way to put yourself in the hot seat. Yeah, fun slash terrifying. Terrifying. I meant terrifying, <laughs> but I said fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I would struggle because I'm much more introverted. Some of these girls were like, yeah, can't wait. And they would go to like the food court at um, the shops. And so just, they're the Andrew Scarboroughs of the world. Oh, yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, and they were out there and loving it. Whereas I'd be like, oh, my gosh. And I would stand at Coles at the checkout going, God, give me a word, give me a word, give me a word. And I'd be like, <laughs> didn't get you know. so it was really funny funny but so good like I just loved it in the end I'd often wait till the last second before I was meeting with them again and then I'd just have to like pop something out to somebody it's like a last minute cram study <laughs> <laughs> so funny um I'll tell a really quick story with that with one of those was um Dave had some landscaping apprentices working in our back garden and it was like the day before I met with the girls and I still hadn't um, got, a, got <laughs> done my homework. And so I was like, okay, God, it's got to be like one of those two guys because this is my last moment of time. And so I just prayed. I was doing the dishes. I just prayed. I just got nothing. I was like, oh. Um, and then in the next moment, I got this picture of, you know, Where's Wally? The, yeah. Yeah. So I got this picture of Where's Wally? And um, I was like, what is that about? And um, so I felt, so the Lord showed me for one of those guys out there that he always felt like no one saw him mm. or he just doesn't matter. And, mm. um, and anyway, but the Lord said to me, I, the way that I look at him is like, you know, where's Wally? Mm. <laughs> Were you looking for one? Like yeah. your eye just focuses on that one. Mm. So anyway, I went out and after an awkward like couple of hi, how are you going? Chit-chat. Chit-chat. I did the, um, hey, do you mind if I give you, the, I feel like God showed me something for you. He just looked at me like, it's okay. It's really weird. It's totally weird. And you feel quite weird doing it, but I just did it. Anyway, he still didn't really get what I was saying, but he smiled at the end and he goes, you know what? When I go camping, um, I have this stripy beanie that I wear. And everyone calls me Wes Wally. No way, that's so good. <laughs> I know, and I was like, so really, do they? And then I had to go pick up the kids from school or whatever I was doing. But in that moment, I was like, wow, I so nearly didn't give that word because it mm. felt, I was too scared and it mm. felt weird. And mm. I was like, what's, what is Wes Wally about anyway? Mm. And so I actually meant something to him. And if anything, he just heard maybe for the first time that God sees him yeah. and looks for him. And yeah. yeah, so definitely worth getting in a gang of people <laughs> <laughs> and making yourself accountable to do some of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. yeah. And then you can share as well. You can share the, like, you can laugh about all the fails. fails. Yeah. Like, yep, that, that happened. And we did. And yeah. we did. Yeah. And it's no, like if you can just say to someone, hey, I'm just practicing hearing God's voice. Yeah. Do you mind, can I, do you mind, like it's all of that. Mm. And if they go no, and mostly people are, are pretty um, kind. Like if, <laughs> <laughs> if you come at it that way. With humility. Um, dreams is another great, everyone dreams, a lot yeah. of people have dreams that they don't understand. So that's mm. really great. You could ask, do you have any a dream or mm. someone might tell you about something like mm. I actually this is my last story I'm not sure how we're going for time. um I don't know how we're going to time but we've gotten through the list and I didn't think we would all right cool so we've done very well Excellent. well I'll finish with this story and then I've got a game or okay. two for us to play um at my kids primary school which is not a Christian school um 
I went to bed one night and I just said, um, God, can I have a dream just for fun because I believe that you like to talk that way. <laughs> and I went to sleep and I woke up and I was like, oh, I didn't have a dream. So I didn't dream. And I went to drop off one of the kids at Kinder. So this is that long ago. And I got there and this mum came up to me and she's like, Lisa, I had this dream about you. <laughs> so she just started rattling off this long dream. And I was like, wait a minute, can I write it down? And she just looked at me like, why? Why would you, why would you yeah. write a dream down? So anyway, she told me this whole dream. And then later I said, I caught up with her and I was like, oh, hey, I, I actually prayed for a dream. And she she's not a Christian. She was mm. like, what? She goes, it came through me. Like she was mm. so pumped that she got this dream, even though she has no idea who God is yeah. at this moment. So um, that was just a fun combo to be having. That's so cool. I love that she's excited about it. She was so excited. Then I went to school and then a couple of weeks later um, she came running up to me and she's like, so-and-so's had a dream, some other random mum, again, not a Christian. Mm. And I told her, go to Lisa Kerr because she, she'll tell you what it means. So for a little short time at that primary Louis school, Jason. I was a dream interpreter <laughs> for, for women who weren't Christians yeah. and a lot of them were um, identity dreams. So yeah. I just got to talk into that, which That's is incredible. such a fun um, opening where you're just kind of like, I'm just here, God's yeah. doing something and I just happen to I'm be. I'm here for the ride. I'm here for yeah. the ride. So um, interpreting dreams is a good good, good way into a lot of great combos. Yeah, people. that's so cool. That's so fun. It was fun. I loved it. This is why the prophetic is fun. The prophetic is so, so fun. So creative. Yes, it's good. Um, so you have a game. I've got two. I don't know what it is. Okay, good. I haven't played prophetic games before. Well, I think, I don't know if I want to call them games or just okay. prompts. Okay. We can call them whatever you want to prompt. Oh, all right. I'm yeah. all about this game. Yeah. It says fun and games on the side. Does it? Yeah, facing me. Oh, it does too. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, chocolate, some of you guys have played this before. I wanted to do this one because I just feel like you can do it with your kids. Mm. You will need to get chocolate and you will need to eat them. I mean, I guess we could make that sacrifice for your it's children. It's a spiritual exercise, Lani. Yes. Okay, so they're called um, favourites. I like this because... Um, we're all his favourite, mm -hmm. number one. So that's good, isn't it? Does he have favourites? Yes, he does. We're all his favourites. All right, so we're using it as a prompt. I'm just going to pick one. Just, uh, we've got a fuzzy sound. So just, just everyone, we can hear the fuzzy sound, and we're just trying to fix it. Okay. Uh, Get it, Kimmy. Um, I can even put this microphone in here. eating chocolate health. Putting heaps in the same Should one. Should I guess my favourite chocolate in there? Should I guess? Ooh. Just for funsies. Picnic? How did you know? What? That is my favourite. You are prophetic. You get to eat it. Um, mine's Turkish Delight, not because I actually like it so much, but it reminds me of Narnia. Ah, oh, it does remind me of Narnia too. Oh, big Narnia fan. Yeah. Not Can we keep either. talking? Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. The fuzziness is the sound of chocolate being. That's it's right. a soothing background noise. It's not yeah, like white noise. Ambiance. Ambiance. All right. If you're going to play this with your kids, you pick a chocolate. Most of these chocolates will work. So I'm holding a boost. I'm holding a picnic. You've got a picnic because we just discovered it's your fave. Mm -hmm. What else could I get out of here? Okay, I'm going to do dreams. 
and boost. All you're doing is using one of the words as a prompt. Oh, that's so fun. To give each other a prophetic word. So listen, the native tongue of the Holy Spirit is encouragement. So mm. if you want to grow in prophecy, you can just start by encouraging or blessing. Mm. So I'm going to give you two little things. Actually, I was thinking about, so we're in the month of May. Mm -hmm. So play the May games, mm -hmm. which is May. Oh. So I'll do this for you, Lani. Okay, ready. Lani, may you prosper in a million different ways. <laughs> Lani, may your cup always be hot, you know, overflowing with the goodness mm. inside. Um, may peace reign in your household. May joy be your strength. So that's the May, that's the mm -hmm. May game. You just may, 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 and mm -hmm. it's blessings. So that's one way to just start rolling into prophecy because often you roll as you open mm. your mouth, you roll out of like just a blessing and you're mm. giving a prophetic word. In the same way with this game, which is um, I'm just going to use, I could have boost as a prompt or I could have dream as a prompt. Mm -hmm. um, so, Lani, I just want to pray for you. I see the Lord boosting your energy levels <laughs> and your joy levels. And also authority, your level of, of authority as well. So if I was playing it, I could do it with a cherry rife. I could talk to you about fruitfulness, couldn't I? So it's fun. That's so fun. Dreams. May you dream dreams and see visions. Like, like Give me the dreams. Just, and you receive yeah. it and then you have to eat the chocolate. You need to eat it. It's just a prompt to get you flowing into encouragement and blessing and mm. prophecy. Yeah. Um, the other game is Can one. One moment, I'm going to just change something. Yes. Yeah. Of the prophetic. What a picnic is about. Give me a second here. Say hi again. Hi. Okay. Great. Well, may you feast on the goodness of God. Yeah. Um, I actually, okay, I'm going to roll with this now. Roll, I need to do it. Yay. I see a picture. A picture of a picnic. Yeah. So like, you know, the red checks call us like a proper old school picnic. Yeah. In, um, uh, have you ever been up to like the rhododendron gardens? Yes. Yeah. In a really beautiful, beautiful rolling trees landscape. And Jesus is taking things out of a picnic basket mm -hmm. and he's surprising you with what he's packed. So good. And he's packed only things. To delight you, yeah. So only your favorite things to delight you, yeah. And you are just receiving, yeah. So I'm seeing, yeah, I'm just seeing a season of receiving, yeah, and being delighted by his surprises. Beautiful, yeah. So this is why the goodness of God is important as your lens, mm. because you always are agreeing with heaven, going, "This God wants to prosper this person mm. in every way. Yeah. God has something great for this person always. Mm. Not just like, oh, really? sometimes he does and sometimes he doesn't. It's mm. like he always does because that's what abundant life looks yeah. like and that's what prospering in everything looks like. Yeah. That's the heart of God. I love the so heart it of is, God. So it's really good. He's so kind. The other thing you could use if you're looking for prompts, sometimes um, I've had this happen where someone reminds me of someone mm. or um, 
somebody, even their clothing mm-hmm. looks like something. Right. So I met a man once and I thought in my head, he looks like a hairdresser. And then later we were talking, he was a hairdresser. Okay. Right, a bit like a word of knowledge. So just be aware that anything can be a prompt, mm. even a chocolate or an yeah. item of clothing or a yeah. name, all those things. Yeah. Okay, the other little game is um, the – we've played this game, actually. <laughs> is it I remember? I remember when. So, um, again, I remember when is really about prophesying. You're saying things that haven't happened as though they had, yep. um, which is in Romans 4 where it talks about, you know, we call things that are not <clears throat> as though they were. It's speaking things into establishment. That's it. That's it. So it's like it's that um, fourth telling where mm. we're creating with our words. We're mm-hmm. made in the image of the creator. He created with mm. his words. And so we get to do that too. I have a cool story about I Remember When because we played this game at the women's um, event, uh, women's weekend last year. Yeah. And you were talking about the home yep. that we would live in. And you gave me a word about, God gave me a word about a treehouse, but you spoke into a word about a treehouse as well. I don't know if you remember that. I do remember. Anyway, we now live in a house that we call the treehouse because it's set up and it's like at treetop level. And when we played that game, I remember crying hectically because it was just like speaking right to my heart and the dreams of my heart. And now we live in that house. Yeah. And so we played it as a game, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we and played we did, it as a game. I remember when you lived in yeah. the house. We yeah. lived like yeah. just kind of went with it at the time. And the joy that we had in that house. And I, yeah. So that was an okay. on point prophetic so game fun. that we played. Yeah, so you can do this with your kids. You can do the chocolates with your kids. You can play the May game. Mm. Even, you know, may your day be amazing today. Like just mm. practice blessing, practice encouragement, and then prophecy will really begin to flow. Mm. Yeah. So good. So, so good. fun. You want a chocolate or ten? I mean, I'm going to have one chocolate oh because good things and yeah. moderation on those things. Thanks so much for all of your wisdom that you shared. And um, from sharing from your experience and for blessing us, yeah, just with you. Cheers. I feel like we should cheers. 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 Yes. Good. Right? Amen. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Have you? I don't know. Yeah, I'm good.